0: assalamu alaikum welcome back to the islam channel podcast this is episode three and wherever you're listening to this from please make sure you hit those subscribe and follow buttons we're available on all the podcast streaming platforms and you can even listen to this on our website islamchannel.tv or via our apps so please make sure you do follow and subscribe So I have with me Tim and I have with me Shoaib. As-salamu alaykum guys, how are you guys doing? My pleasure, man. So thanks for coming on guys, really appreciate it. We know that you have this new film coming out called Two Sides. Uh, but before we get into all of that, I've got some quick fire round questions so we can get a bit of your personality oh. out. Go for it, bro, go for it. So first question for both of you, who
1: is your favourite Sahabi? My favorite Sahabi uh, is uh, Abu Abayda Amr bin Jarrah because uh, it's a total opposite to my character. My character is a bit of an extrovert, someone that talks mm-hmm. a lot, someone that is uh, uh, okay to put myself out there, etc. And it's obviously an internal struggle. And what where I f- seek inspiration from is his character and his behavior and his mannerism traits, etc. It's a total opposite to mine and that inspires me it's like the it's like the water to my fire so to speak so it levels me out nicely because when i sometimes get ahead of myself i think back to how abu Ubaidah, when he conquered damascus and then he uh, umar bin khattab went to visit him and then when he went inside his house and he saw just some simple pots and pans and just you know a, a small mat where he, where, he, where he slept yeah he conquered He's got all of Syria to it, to himself, mm-hmm. but he didn't let the dunya get to him. Orem Khattab then cried and he said, "The dunya has affected everyone except Abu Ubaidah Amr ibn Jarrah." Mm-hmm. And so that, for me, was um, I take a lot of inspiration from that because I'm like uh, it's it I the the battle of the Nafs is very strong, f- you know, in our day and age, and taking inspiration from a sahaba like that, it's uh, it's something that you know, I uh, I r- I really kind of thrive off, so to speak. Good, good, alhamdulillah.
2: I think you'll know my answer, bro. So my my favorite Sahabi is uh, Abu Bakr Al Siddiq. So I uh, I uh, express this online on a YouTube uh, channel. Uh, I don't know if I can mention it, but um, the reason why is, is not number one for his characteristics and how he dealt with, you know, being with the Prophet sunam You know, in the times of Hijrah, um, you know, after that to the time of when the Prophet passed away, and look, you know, how he was, and and after that. Um, and how he dealt with the people, and how he's on the forefront of everything. You're know, giving in sadaqa, giving his all, his all in every aspect. And I think that that is 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 a, is a uh, you know to be to, to be named after a, a siddiq, you know, to be of the siddiqun is is a massive thing. So um, you know, may Allah make us of those who of the siddiqun, and and to to be on the forefront of everything, and to to be trustworthy, and to be you know uh, Muslims that are in every aspect in our life, trying to better ourselves.
0: So that brings me on to my next question. What would be your dream project to work on?
2: Dream project. Me and Trey spoke about this a lot. Um, is to not 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 specific a project, but to be um, you know the forefront of uh, making Islamic films. Yep. That don't compromise the Muslims, uh, you know, ethos and who they are as a person. Um, we don't have a specific project Misha Aib, that you know this is what we want to do but as a whole and as a collective that's that's our goal and what we're trying to do yeah to.
1: definitely I think obviously where you know you can't be the hero and saviour of everything so mm. it's important to know what you're good at I mean what would be kind of great is to maybe make like an MCU of like Islam some somehow do you know what I mean make, yeah. create, create an Islamic kind of film universe mm. you know something like that imagine if we could get to that stage where you know we have the budget we have the you know know how resources the team the money the the, the drive and the, the support behind us mm-hmm. to create islamic films that will constantly ev- every term every season will be in cinemas i mean imagine mm-hmm. the, the the kind of how the muslims will be able to have that as an alternative as to what they watch on mainstream cinemas
2: you know what i mean mm-hmm. a beautiful point to add to that is um with with a production company that we've started is our main our main goal and our main drive is to turn people back to Allah Subhanahu wa taala yeah. to remind them of you know the hereafter and to to bring them back to Allah and you know anything we make um whether it be entertainment form or um you know serious form from what we've pre made just previously um we'll always have that aspect of you know bringing people closer to Allah line it's that's, that's our main thing Either, it, whatever genre it is because entertainment's out there already you know yeah. the, the the big the big screens and everything is already there but what we're trying to bring is is something that can always bring people closer to our line to, to remind them of that yeah, cuz for,
1: for us bro what it is is that at the end of the day, if we start competing with Hollywood we're not going to get yeah. yeah yeah but the reality is, is that in the muslim kind of scene so to speak you don't have um, a pioneer when it comes to actual filmmaking that that is going to hit those standards and at the same time you know be consistent and continuously do it and continue to churn out content so for us bro our vision and ultimate aim is 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 really and truly to kind of you know Consistently make these films so that we can inshallah, you know create an entertainment alternative Mm. And also inspire people to change their lives ultimately that's Mm. what it comes down to
0: So what inspires you to do these types of projects which are projects that are trying to bring people closer to Islam, closer to Allah? Okay, so I'd say the the most important thing is myself
1: and kind of the the people around me We've always had this thing where our ultimate aim in life is to get to Jannah and take as many people as you can with you you have to then utilize what you have in terms of skill and ability and know-how and utilize that in the best way possible. Whether that's someone that, for example, does a podcast, or whether that's someone that is, for example, doing a da'wah stool, whether that's someone that is an Imam, a khatib, etc. You have to utilize yourself for this whole cause of Islam. Khalid bin Walid was not the same as Abu Hurairah, but they were both utilized, you know, in different ways. And so at the end of the day, if we have the know-how, the ability, the drive, the desire, the, w- the w- willingness to, you know, Make a film, for example, that's our part in helping the spread of Islam. That's our part in helping, you know, Allah's Word be the highest and ultimately helping people, helping save people from the hellfire because at the end of the day, it's, a, it's, a, it's comes from a position of compassion. You know, if you love people, if you love your neighbours, if you love your community, if you love the people that are all around you and you want goodness for them, you know, you're going to basically want to save them from ultimately a, a message and, and uh, from, from from an end that We've been already told about in the Quran, you
2: know. I think from from my standpoint as well. I didn't answer that. Is that um, with the, all of the media that I've made and all the, the the things that I've done prior to that, I've always said to myself before I became Muslim that if I'm if I'm going to do this, I need to do it in a way that I can inspire people into to to, to make content that will not only help change them but set them on the, on the way that they should be going. You know, even before I was Muslim, I was making stuff that <clears throat> community based things. And when I became to Islam, you know, I was I was a bit. I didn't know where to go in my life you know I was in university and stuff and I said to myself you know maybe I can use this asset you know this filming asset to to help benefit people and to to make content and to make stuff um and I think that's that's a key point for anyone who has any ability whether it be like yourself you know with, with the podcast hosting or, or you're a filmmaker or you're a graphic designer you always be able to use that use that um that asset as a, as a way of benefiting the Muslims as well as yourself you know financially but also to benefit the Muslims so you know you can Because if you think about it nowadays, if you make uh, a small video, you know, and you put it out there, and so and so many people watch it. After you pass away, that video is still going to be there, yeah. and you could still be getting a lot of Sadaq journey for it, you know, and, and mm-hmm. for yourself. You know, you you could benefit from it a lot.
0: Even scholars of the past, they they would say that they're going to write books so that uh, the knowledge can live beyond them. People can benefit even after they pass away. Exactly. Yeah. So
2: you're doing a similar thing with the film. It's just a it's a different medium. 100%. And and look how look how easy it is for someone someone who's not even you know of that status of you know so much knowledge they can. Make something that at least has some, you know, some haq to it, some truth, you know, and people can benefit from it. SubhanAllah, it's endless, man. From across the world, you know, subhanAllah. It's a big ni'mah, that's that's definitely what I'll say.
0: So, a follow-up question to that then. How important is it to have Muslims in the media?
2: Um, I'd say massively important. Um, Number one, I'd say to represent um, Islam in the right way. I think that would be the main reason um, to have Muslims in the media is to be able to represent Islam in the correct form and to show the real Islam. Yeah. You know, with with what's going on nowadays in the media and how Muslims are portrayed, and I'd say it's getting better. I definitely say it's getting better. But I'd say that that is the reason of that's the the effort of combating it. You know, with with Muslims being in the media and using their skills to to put stuff out there to combat it, um, and also to to be creative and to make things for as an alternative for Muslims if they don't, for instance, watch things that are containing a certain aspects. You know, they can watch things that are halal and of a, of a good environment and they can create jobs for people as well. So for instance, if a Muslim makes a media business, they can you know create halal jobs and good jobs for Muslims to come in and be creative mm. and at the same time maintain their moral values. Um, being in the Muslim media industry for for a number of years now and I've seen all of it. Subhanallah, you know, um, and I've seen its importance. So yeah, alhamdulillah, you know, it's, it's a big it's a big ni'ama being able to to start a journey like that with Shayban and to 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 bring brothers in, young brothers as well. Um, and potentially change their lives, which we've seen as well, subhanAllah. So
1: at the time of the Prophet you'd find That's that the enough. poets were the celebrities because their voice was the loudest. If you compare that to today's time, the one that has the most uh, you know exposure and the media, they have the loudest voice. So they have the biggest influence. So people ultimately base their perception on reality based upon what they see through a lens and see through a screen. So ultimately speaking, if we can utilize that and capitalise on that, we can have the influence because Muslims we have the Greatest story to tell, we have the best narrative to tell, and because we have the best narrative to tell, it's important for us to have that level of exposure and not to hide in the shadows. Mm-hmm. I believe that, personally speaking, that it's high time for Muslims to really, really be aggressive in this and not to be shy, shying away from this, and to really, you know, grab, grab, the, grab it by the bull's horns and actually take it, you know, full steam ahead, rather than be tiptoeing around it, dipping your toe in, thinking, should I do it? Should I not do it? And it was a challenge for myself as well. Obviously, you know, coming out on YouTube and social media and stuff like that, but I realized, look, at the end of the day. You know, we need to we need to have a loud voice, and we need to be strong, and we need to make sure that we we push forward like this and not hold back, because at the end of the day, what we see around us is you know a decline in you know moral values. So if we don't step up and make some kind of a change, some kind of a noise, because we have the best I- ideology, we have the best you know uh, you know narrative, we have Islam, we have all of that behind us, then ultimately speaking, we're leaving our we're leaving the public to be eaten up by the wolves. That's how I see it, bro.
2: Hmm
1: khair
0: is really inspirational. So, coming up to the last two questions of our quick fire round, both of you are fathers, and so the question is: Would you want to see your kids following your footsteps and take on filming and media? <laughs> I, I, definitely, one hundred percent. I, you know, if
1: if my son was to, for example, grow up and do something like this, and he was to, able to inspire people and able to make great change and big noise in the world. I'd love that, you know. Mm. I'd love that, and I, I, I feel that, you know. Obviously, you know, your children, you, you try and just shape them into, into something, and you want them to obviously have the love for Islam and the Deen, etc. Uh, and ultimately speaking, everyone has a dream of children being scholars, etc. Right? But from a practical perspective, you know, if we can, if we can create an industry, if we can create. You know, uh, the Muslim filmmaking industry Really and truly And and, and push through it over the next 15-20 years There's going to be jobs There's going to be jobs for directors There's going to be jobs for producers There's going to be jobs for You know, so many different roles In this area, in this field
0: If my son can grow up and You know, take a piece of that Bro, then wallahi I'd love that I think that, you know The next generation coming up uh, they're like born into using tech. It's yeah, like so yeah. easy for them to just pick up, you know, a smartphone, yeah, got yeah. a camera on it, shoot a video, edit it even on the phone and and put it out. So it's kind of becoming second nature for them, really. Of course, yeah. I was
1: going to say, bro, you know, we, what us guys, we're in like mid to late 20s, right? Mm. And what you find is that we have lived... In a generation where media wasn't as prominent, and then we've transitioned into this yeah. phase here. Mm. The generation growing up now, they don't know a world without social media. They don't know a world without camera, without, you know, camera phones for us were amazing when it first started coming yeah. out, right? But they haven't seen a world without that. So mm. for them, I believe that they will be much more inclined to utilize this. And if now we can pave the way and push the boat out strongly, I believe, inshallah, that, you know, we can really, really create a lot of noise and inspire a lot of young
0: people a lot of young creatives to actually take up this art form so guys last question for this round so you've got a brother he's got a big mac in his hand and he says to you guys camera's are haram bro what do you say to him
2: i think i'd I'd say um one one massive point for me and shaib in this uh, in making this is we've got to understand that it's not all about involving practicing muslims and and saying to people you know this is only for these specific brothers or these brothers or, you know, you can't come, you're not on the hack, brother, you know, you know, you can't do these things. Um, we've, we've, our main actor, um, you know, is, is TikTok, um, uh, how do you say? Um, influencer. Influencer, he's a TikTok okay. influencer, he's well known on there. And he's taken a massive change throughout the whole film, um, you know, in terms of his character and what he's done. Um, and you know, maybe uh, Allah knows best. Maybe certain people may not have been included him in certain things, and because of what he's doing, etc. But because he was involved, and we, he felt welcome to that Muslim environment and being around practicing Muslims, you know, it's taken a big toll on how he is as a person.
0: So just just through the process of being involved in the film. Uh, has inspired him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he's kind of like your, your target audience. Exactly,
1: yeah. He, and he, he is, is
2: exactly if I'm honest with you. It was emotional for me to, to see that, you know. Yeah. Even now when we see him, it puts a massive smile on my face seeing him, well, like, in terms of how he's changed. And uh, It's
0: almost worth everything, even before the film has come out. Yeah, absolutely. I would so, say so as well. So,
2: so yeah, if someone came up to me with a Big Mac, I'd say, you know, first of all, Maybe come to our our set and spend some time with us, and you know we can talk from there, and then we can talk about that stuff. Well, I mean, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't start refuting him, saying, you know, you've got a big mic, Why are you talking to me like that? I wouldn't, because I've I've come from a non-Muslim background, and I've seen, you know, and I've seen the importance of treating someone with, you know, in 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 as 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 a. So, for instance, if they're a Muslim and, and they and they see a practicing Muslim, you as a practicing Muslim need to give the right image, so that when they see that, they're like, okay, you know what. That's how they are. Mm-hmm. You know, As I, that was important for me when I was coming to Islam that a person was giving me that they were, they had the right akhlaq and the right manners towards me. Um, and they, they they involved me in everything. They weren't shy and bringing me in and stuff like that. So I saw the importance of that. That's how I feel.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, ultimately speaking, <laughs> these brothers who 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 are like this—you get this all the time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's uh, on social, <laughs> on social media, you get brothers It'll who are like. too seriously, innit? Yeah, it. no. Th- yeah. What they do is that they're like, you know, brother, this uh, tattoos are haram, right? And like, you got reverts on there. You got mm-hmm. a revert in your film, for example, or whatever. Brother, tattoos are haram. Then you click on their page, and it's like following. All these women, you know what I mean? And yeah, then they're exactly like, okay, yeah. cool, that's wrong, yeah? yeah? So, you know, you don't pay them much attention, firstly, mm. as in, as in, especially what they say. If they come from an aggressive perspective, then you try and ignore it. If they don't yeah. come from an aggressive perspective, and if it's compassionate, and if they're actually genuine, you sit down and talk about it. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how I deal with it. I wouldn't I wouldn't get flustered or frustrated or annoyed, yeah. because
0: the reality is, is that these characters appear everywhere. Yeah, that's you know? true, yes. yeah. So, let's move on to the main part, the reason that we brought you guys in. You have started this company, Criterion Studios. And one of your flagship projects is going to be a film that's coming out soon called Two Sides. And you've managed to even get it into cinemas. It's amazing. Um, And as far as I know, it's the first uh, Islamic film made in the UK. Is that right? Yes. correct. You can see already quite a lot of achievements there. And uh, the main plot of the film is that there's a guy who finds himself in bad company with bad friends. Um, and he wants to try and get away from that lifestyle. And in comparison, he wants to try and go towards uh, a lifestyle where he's getting closer to Allah in good company, in a good environment. Is that right?
2: Hit the nail on the head, bro. Yeah, no, that was very good. Was I'll very good I'll going so
0: off of that, why did you choose this topic specifically for your flagship project? Why was it that you wanted to speak about gang violence and youth and finding yourself in two sides. Why not any other problem that the Muslim community is facing? So um, I've obviously done a few short films. I mean, I'm talking about like five
1: to ten minute kind of things, right? And then when we decided to make our first feature-length film, um, the brother that approached me for this film, he'd obviously come out of prison, and you know he's upon the deen as well now, alhamdulillah. And when he approached me, Dealing with young people, road life, etc., is something that I've been involved with for the past ten, twelve years myself. Like helping people leave that kind of lifestyle, so it's something that I'm heavily aware of myself. as the people in and around my town, etc. You know, I I speak to them, I know the most of the roadmen, most of the kind of guys who are doing the shooting and all that, etc. They all know me, they have a relationship with me, etc. You know, we talk, we speak, etc. So I have I'm very privy to that lifestyle. Then when he approached me and he said to me, "Let's make a film like this," I saw that this is a problem that is crazy. And sometimes you don't see it overtly in public because it's on Snapchat, it's on, you know, hidden away. Some people are, you know, the how youngsters, for example, just gang signs. Innocent young 14, 15 year olds just doing gang signs. Why are they doing gang signs? You have to understand the psyche behind that, right? They're doing it because they look up to these olders as they call them on the block who are broke as anything, but at the same time they're making noise. They're doing something, right? So ultimately speaking, I've always had a vision to drown that out to basically try and take that away take that the image of that being glorified away and to try and inspire young people to look up to good positive role models and then in the process of all of that this brother he approached me and he said look this is the lifestyle I've come from this is why I want to make a film like this and it just resonated with the, the path that I was going down anyway I was I was always focused on this and alhamdulillah Tim he has you know a, a big awareness of of this lifestyle as well you know and he can maybe speak a little bit li- 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 more about that and then the brothers all around us except who are writing the scripts so myself and a few other brothers when we write the scripts, both those brothers have been involved in that life somewhat as well. So from that from that perspective, what we what we saw was that these, these brothers are gonna help us to basically make that change, inshallah right? When we wrote the script, Alhamdulillah, these brothers had so much input from the perspective of saying, should we say brav or should we say fam? Should we say yo or should we say oy? Do you get it? Just small little things like that would allow us to basically Connect with these young people But ultimately speaking The reason why we chose A film about drugs Gang violence and all that Is because It's a problem that is On our streets And affecting our young people In a rate And in a way that We have never seen before You know Everyone has a bit of road In them now Everyone's got a little bit Of road in them Sometimes Mm -hmm. appropriate Sometimes not appropriate And the reality is Is that majority of it Isn't appropriate If we be honest with ourselves Mm -hmm. And it's like Your house is burning right now But you're focused on How to fix the, the, the doormat you know, mm. it's a problem that's in our face, and if we have the ability, the know-how, the cultural savviness to understand this problem and tackle it, then why don't we do it in a film and in a way that can relate with these young people? And ultimately, that's why we did it. You know?
2: I think an, an, another good point to add to that is um, the factor of social media and how it can influence children or youth, um, as well as you know how people are around and the people they keep around them. Um, so like what shaib said you know as as children are growing up and we've gone through that that cycle of you know social media growing as we've got older these children they can get to the 12, age of 12 if they've got it somehow they can get on their phone they can look at certain things they can message certain people they can watch you know youtube videos or any video online and they can become influenced by it and want to be like that specific lifestyle so you can come from an area that's not even rough per se or a household that's not even you know, um, starving in terms of you know money or food, or you know you've got food on your plate, but you can go on a YouTube video and and see how these people act and want to be like that, and then surround yourself with that similar people, and then you can get involved in with these things. You know, it's no longer about being from a certain postcode and and yeah. being involved in gang violence. It's, it's it's you can become easily influenced by online. So what Shre- Shre- me and Shreve have said is that this is a way of fighting fire with fire. Mm. You know, making something that um, it reaches their level of expectation in terms of media and. And, and outlook in terms of what people are portraying themselves as on the film, but also to 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 represent them and to, to show them that lifestyle and to, to combat, you know, what they think it is when it isn't that. Do you know what I'm saying? They feel that they can get all this money, you know, women, drugs, gang violence. They think it's cool. But when you get into the real stuff and you start getting into problems, you know, this is the reality of it. And that's what we're trying to do is to show them reality of this life. You know, we want to pull them away from any expectations of how it's supposed to be when it's not.
0: There's a sort of general stereotype when it comes to Islamic films that many of them are sort of very simply made, you know, low budget. Um, It's kind of stereotyped that, you know, the message is really important, but the way that it comes across is is quite cheesy or quite corny. But seeing from the trailer that you guys have put out clearly your film doesn't fall into that sort of bracket so what was the process behind uh going about it to make it uh mirror maybe more exciting films that are coming out nowadays
1: i'd, I'd say firstly that the storyline was incredibly thought out like it, it was thought out like very much and it's a story that a lot of people can relate to. See that's the thing as well is that sometimes when islamic films are made it's maybe a small uh, it's a niche problem within a niche problem. It's an it's it's a it's not this is an umbrella problem. There is so much that falls into this bad company etc gang violence drugs knife crime all that etc. And because it's an umbrella problem it will capture a lot of our target audience. That's the first thing. The second thing is obviously we've we we initially wanted to do this as a two day shoot but it became a fifteen day shoot. Yeah. Subhanallah, fifteen days, right? And um and I realized that when, you know, we took incredible amount of time and precision when it comes to getting our shot. Even if even if we got the shot that we wanted, but it was a little bit out
0: of focus, we'd do it again. So is he uh, quite a harsh director? I think we're both harsh on ourselves, yeah. you know. We're I both think harsh, yeah. We've
2: we've like we've refilmed one scene three times. Yeah. Yeah, because we made sure that we said, you know what, bro, the 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 you know, the the lighting in in this part of the scene, you know, it doesn't match up. And then for therefore the whole thing is just like, it's not, it's not. there's no continuity with the light. Yeah, so yeah. we've refilmed one scene three times and it was actually a, a really important scene as yeah, well. Yeah. With, um, with,
1: with Tim, he's very harsh on the visuals because mm-hmm. he sees it through the lens, right? He sees it yeah. through the camera. With me, I'm very, very harsh on the acting mm-hmm. and how the story is being told. Mm-hmm. It's important that the the, the facial expressions, the tone, everything is done properly. And sometimes the actors would get fed up with me. A little bit, right? Because I want them to do it a certain way Luckily, I'm a bit of a theatrical person myself, right? So I would go I would go and stand there And I'd show them exactly how to act What yeah. to do, etc And then they're like, okay, now I've got it, right? Mm. Alhamdulillah, the main actor He's very, you know, he's, he, he's, he's, he's a bit of a You know, he does some acting anyway on, on TikTok And stuff like that, right? So he, he, he can get in character mm. Some of the non-actors that we have That were struggling to get into character You know, it's as if you have to like literally just Just jolt them with energy Right? So you have to, I have to talk loudly, I have to kind of, you know, just <laughs> share some inspiration with them, maybe give them a Red Bull or whatever, right? Yeah. You know, but it was tough because sometimes they wouldn't be able to do a certain thing and we would have 47, 48 takes on one on one thing, 47, 48 takes sometimes, right? Because of the fact that this guy, he didn't lift his eyebrow when he was supposed to, you get <laughs> it, you get it, right? So yeah, okay. for us, for us, that was a level of kind of detail that we went into. You know, and uh, it took a long time. Subhanallah, right? But at the same time, when if if the vision is not being met, then ultimately speaking, you know, it's, it's being compromised. So we didn't want that. So that's why we wanted everything to be on point, spot on, and unless we were happy with it, like we were both happy with the shot, we wouldn't move forward.
2: Yeah, I think one amazing point to add on to that is, um, uh, whilst me and Shreya were making these things together, we, we'd always come across, um, you know oh, bro, you know, we can leave it. It's okay, you know. Yeah. The shot was out of focus, you know, we can just move on. Yeah. But we always went back and say no, we can't because if we do that, then we're just going to sacrifice the whole thing. Yeah. And it's the same with, you know, adding values to it as well. Like, do we add certain things, you know, that might compromise, X Y Z. And we can't, you know, we say, no, we can't. Mm-hmm. We have to be, we, we've, we've, we, I think we've hit the perfect balance of understanding you know, that we can't compromise on certain things because then we're just devaluing the whole project. Yeah. Um so I think value a value for this film is very important for me and Shreve, you know, So
0: did you guys know that it was gonna go out in cinemas from the beginning? No, is no, that why no, you were like no. you're so particular about making it fine because you knew it was gonna be on the big Bro, screen? For us, no. yeah.
1: For us I'll tell you what it was. For us we were like, Bro, people have donated five grand towards this year. we can't screw up.
2: Yeah, we can't <laughs> do it, yeah. So for no, us it know. was
1: that. Obviously the budget then just stretched ridiculously, right? But but SubhanAllah, for us, it was always a case of... So I'd made about 10 short films already, right, on my like Sunnah Guy channel, right? Yeah. So I'd already made that, and because I'd made that, we the comp- the quality wasn't amazing. The stories were great, Alhamdulillah, but the, the quality wasn't amazing in that sense, right? So ultimately speaking, we'd already had a little bit of experience. And then now with myself, with Tim, with the budget, with the crew, with everyone available, taking annual leave and holidays and everything, booked everyone's hol- hotels, made it all proper... This is a big step up for us So we can't And by the way The biggest thing was We were renting equipment So we yeah. were renting cameras Right yeah. So we were like Okay we can't We can't mess this up Because we can't keep Continuously renting Right Subhanallah. So for us There was a lot of things And a lot of factors That added As to why we were so particular I mean one of the One of the things that We haven't cheaped out on Is sound as well yeah. I think a lot of people Overlook this as well Things we spend nearly Two thousand pounds On soundtracks And this is one of the things Where I've noticed In Muslim films That they just Like the.
0: It's always just some um, humming in the background, yeah, yeah. It's it's always just like, hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah. but for us, we've gone like you know, if if I could show you some of the soundtracks that we've got, it is phenomenal, like actual, actual Hollywood level, right? Yeah. But it's all obviously vocalized and stuff like that as well. So we've really, really been particular. And I've, I've been with the vocal artist, Like right, You know, Ilya Mal, mashallah like, I've I've been on the phone to him and revision after revision after. No, no, okay, that's got to change. You got you got to change that. You got to add like hmm, you got add something. I'm just being very particular with him because we want it to give a certain and feel of the film when people sit there in the cinemas they it, 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 it brings their soul to life so to speak when they hear the sound with the visuals combined together so we haven't cheaped out on that and I believe a lot of that with the
0: combined with the visuals and the sound I think that's also going to add a lot of production value mm-hmm. to our film so how is your uh, film going to be any different to the other films that come out that do address gang violence? You know, there have been other sort of more mainstream films in the cinemas. And even on YouTube, you find these short films that come out that talk about these topics. So what's the difference between
2: yours and theirs? I feel I feel like with our film, we've tried our best not to glorify it. Yeah. You know, we, we don't want to make this a, a thing where we we want people to feel like they want to go into that lifestyle. We want to pull people away from it. So we're we're trying to hit the balance of of showing the reality of this life, you know that people have guns, people have certain friends, people sell drugs, etc. But at the same time, we're showing them the reality of it from a from an Islamic perspective. That's how that's the balance we were trying to fight, you know. And it's, it was difficult, but it was rewarding as well, you know, trying to trying to show that and to bring that Islam into that that element into you know that lifestyle, subhanAllah. because it's it, there's Muslims out there that are going through this massively. Especially in East London, from what I've seen, you know, yeah. a lot of Muslims are going through that lifestyle of gang violence and drugs and, and, and getting into these lifestyles. But, you know, they'll go home and they're, they're, their mom's cooking them good food and their family's looking after them. Um, but at the same time, they, they yearn for that lifestyle.
0: So that brings me on to this question I was thinking about. Um, Shoeb. you've been involved in youth work. Tim, I think you said you have as well. Mm. Uh how do Muslims who come from good families, you know, like you said, they come home to good food, they've got good parents, um, they've got a good community around them. How do they start falling into these issues and getting involved, getting involved into places like this?
1: So with this, bro, this uh, this all comes from what is glorified,
0: yeah. Mm. And
1: ultimately speaking, it's about who is making the moves in life. If you look at, for example, generally practicing people. Right, we live a simple life. We're told to have more, of, you know, kind of, yani you know, zohed, etc. Not have too much money, or not have, you know, all these kind of things. These are kind of more stereotypical kind of things. And then if you look at, for example, the shot as the roadmen, they they pretend as most of them, right? But they're making noise. They're saying things, and it's in the human psyche to have enemies, right? Mm-hmm. And so what ends up happening is that these gangs They just have enemies for the sake of having enemies Because it's something that oh, Yeah, yeah, yeah Ops, ops, ops like, You know what I mean? Like they just yeah. get excited by nothing, right? It's over nothing really, truly, right? You live in a certain area He lives in a certain area It's, the, it's just absolute foolishness If I'm honest with you, right? Yeah. And so youngsters 13, 14-year-olds They see that oh, Everyone loves drama it's important to realize this as well, how you understand the, the psychological makeup of these young people Everyone loves drama And when there's drama, it takes away that void of having a boring life mm. right? And so when you see drama, you see these 19, 20, 21 year olds etc Like beefing these lot stabbing him etc, oh my god, Oh, he chefed him he did What that does for the young people is that it gives them something to talk about It gives them some in- yeah. something, right? It's always, it's, it's really bad But you see, this is why these young people, if you get into their heads mm you realize that it's all comes down to who's actually making moves who's actually doing something who's actually trying to you know uh make some noise in life anyway hence why i believe it's so important for muslims who are practicing wakeful who are involved in da'wah to be out there to put themselves out there to make sure that they represent themselves and not be shy anymore you know i remember hamza solt said this to me back in 2012 when i was first getting involved in like kind of like that, that da'wah like properly and he said to me, he said, like, you need to really stop thinking about, you know, the 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 world and what others are going to think of you, etc. You need to just go out there and do it for the sake of Allah, so to speak.
2: Mm-hmm. I think, um, subhanAllah, it's amazing points you made there, bro. You know, I've I've seen a lot, like, growing up um, from my environment, especially up north. Um, but it's changed, you know, like, people were coming from households that had nothing. You know, they were... You know relying on going outside speaking to an older who can give them food and they can go and sell drugs and they have to get into that environment, yeah you know whereas they they don't have to they don't have to at all, you know, and that's the that's the, the specifically we what me and was speaking about is that that target audience for us is a lot more dedicated because they they yearn for it. SubhanAllah, their nafs is yearning to go into that lifestyle when really these people who are in these environments they're running away from it yeah. they don't want to be in this environment. I've seen it, I've seen people being, you know, subhanallah yearning to to be in that lifestyle and it really makes me sad, wallahi, That Muslim youth are are, bro, you know, getting into this and it, it makes me sad, bro, wallahi, man. It's yeah. this is one of the main reasons that we're making it, is because we don't want we don't want our youth to be in that lifestyle. Yeah. We don't want them to yearn for that. Yeah. You know, they should yearn for the lifestyle of the Prophet, the best mm-hmm. man on this planet who has ever faced this planet, bro. They should yearn for that but they're yearning for a guy who's making music, who is talking about killing people and, and making money. Well, I lie it makes me sick and it makes me sad. Well, I, lie, bro. It makes me actually emotional thinking about it, bro, because I've come from an environment where I've seen people being stabbed by X, Y, and Z, being being shut, being having a gun hold to their face. and I've seen it all, bro. Well, I, lie. and, and, and to, to see that people are yearning for that lifestyle and they want to go towards it, these people are running away from it. People so are running fun. away from it and they're running towards it. When they have the nice household, they have everything they want. Yeah. This is the main reason why we want to get to these people, these specific people who feel like they need to be that, in that lifestyle when they don't at all.
0: So you guys have made this film which obviously portrays a particular lifestyle that we want to take people away from. But how do you go about putting... Uh, that lifestyle across in a film uh, in a genuine way of course yeah. you know because some people may say uh, you're just kind of making a, a film like this because there's a market for it uh, you guys have already clearly stated that you have genuine concerns about the youth that fall into this that's why you want to make it but it's one thing having a good intention to portray that in a film is another thing actually genuinely displaying that lifestyle and making it look real um, so that the message can come across and, and then and even on top of that sort of intertwining the religious message into it um, seems like quite a difficult thing to do so how did you go about making that sort of process genuine
2: so one of, one of the main ways we've done that um, there's two main ways I'd say personally the first main way um, is going all the way back to when this the film was being developed I personally wasn't there but um, I had a, I had a good say in terms of um, you know certain scenes and stuff like that if things weren't matching up if it wasn't what not from what I've experienced but Going back to when the script was being made, um, and and the development throughout the film, there was specific people that were involved in the film, including Shahid, um, who developed the script with Shah- uh, Um, You know, g- giving insightful stories that has happened in his life from people he knows, people he was around, and throughout the film we had other brothers who were there giving their thoughts and etc. So that was the main factor: is having having real stories and real real uh and a real insight into this lifestyle and, and, and bro, you know, bro, we it, it,
1: it was like yeah it was like you know for example so i was like i asked Shaheed, okay bro so what happens and like how do you level up like what well, do they give you the phone or do you have to go buy that yourself right. he goes no bro they they, they, they they give you the stuff yeah and you gotta go buy a your phone yourself you got you stuff like that for example do you get what i'm saying and even on set for example we had brothers there who would Said no, 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 you wouldn't move your hands like that. He wouldn't move his hands like that, for example. And that basically just helped us refine all the characteristic traits. And the other thing is most of the actors like let's be honest, like most of most of younger brothers as well, most of them, are Muslims, but some yeah. of them that you know, they were, you know, they the streets, you know yeah, they yeah. were all they all boys that hang on the streets and ha- know these type of people anyway. Yeah. So it wasn't like we were getting you know a grammar school you know tech nerd to basically come play roadman. Do you know what I'm saying? So it was it, it honestly speaking, it was it was fit for their character. Yeah. Mm. They just just had to
2: just up it a little bit. That's all it was. Okay. Without having anyone against tech, by the way. No, no, no. Tech, tech, tech is great. Just yeah. point it out there, right? Tech yeah. is great. Tech is a good line. thing. Um, so the second point to that, um, I would genuinely say is is having the right people as the actor. Like what Shay was saying, is having a diverse um, cast. You know, we don't want to just have a specific ethnic background within throughout the whole film. Yeah. You know, um, because it's important. We don't want every single person within the film, I believe, from an ethnic background. From what I've seen. And the different ethnical, you know, areas and stuff are all involved in this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, you know, especially yeah. from Pakistani, from Tanzania and from Somali, you know, all the way throughout the film, there's different, you know, kind of ethnicities throughout the film. And uh, we wanted to portray that. We want to show people that it's not just these people who are going through that struggle, or mm. these people going through that struggle, or this person going through that struggle or this area. Yeah. So we eliminated the whole area thing. We made it false. So it's not a real area. Mm. It's, a, it's a made up kind of environment okay. to show people, you know, we don't want to. Specific, we don't want to. We don't want to. Um, how do you stereotype say a stereotype a specific? Because yeah, ca- yeah. ca- that's not what we're trying to do. Yeah. You know, we're trying to make it an environment that shows people the reality. But again, we're 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 hitting a an audience which is wide but thin. Mm. If you get what I'm trying to say.
0: Then how did you manage to like intertwine the Dini aspect to the film? Um, Because obviously, it's easy just to kind of get all the exciting shots and the course, yeah, story yeah, yeah, yeah. driven stuff <laughs> out, uh, and then just add you know a little bit of the Islamic flavor into it and say, Yeah, we made an Islamic film. Yeah, yeah. But I know obviously the objective behind this film was uh, to take people away from that lifestyle and closer to Islam. So, how did you actually uh, manage to intertwine the aspect of bringing them closer to Islam into this? So, I think. Do you wanna answer this? No, no go, go
1: you yeah. start. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll
2: jump in. Um, so I think the main the main aspect of it was the the main actor, um, the main actor. You can see from the beginning of the film that he's grown up in a good household. You know, he's he's grown up from a family that care about him, and you know they want him to pray X, X Y, and Z. Um, and the second one is is companionship. You know, so there's mm. not giving away too much, but there's people in the film that will help this person and and show him the reality of X Y and Z if he gets involved with X yeah. Y and Z um and i feel like those two balances is, is a big key in, in a, a lot of people's lives you know especially growing up in, a, in, a, in a, speci- a specific area you know they'll have a good family um you know if they get involved with bad friends if they have that good friend they'll try and bring them back to allah Subhantan. and i think those two elements for us is is key in the film yeah. um because it's not it's not just a random thing where maybe yeah. he he goes home and he thinks oh you know what subhanallah i should not be doing this you know it's it's a reality you know and a real yeah. situation so yeah. i think personally
1: what I, do you I, think? Uh, yeah i hundred percent agree i think look Generally speaking, Muslim, if, if someone's going to do a film, for example, they're trying to force the deen into there. Yeah, and yeah. they'll be like, let's do a scene where he's holding hands with his friends and walking to the masjid and they're going there praying Salah. And like, you know, everyone's just thinking of the typical mm. cliche thing, right? Yeah. But that's not reality, is it? You know what I mean? Like, you know, you know, Fine, if he goes to the masjid, cool, no problem. But as in, if you, if you try and make and force it into there you're trying to force something and we didn't want to do that we want it to flow and just be natural that like when he comes home his mum tells him to pray for example etc and then boom his 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 friend calls him and has a little quick chat to him so to speak that's the angle we're kind of coming from rather than making it overtly fully fully like fledged in Islam and he's wearing a thobe, and he's he's going there he, he's he's going and to the daras and the classes and you know, look. The reality is is that you have to depict reality. <laughs> Ultimately mm-hmm. speaking, this is why it comes down. You have to depict reality in a way in which is truthful, yeah. and we have to basically uh, try and. Capture our target audience, which is a young people. Do you see what I'm saying? And what are they actually involved in? What are they actually doing? And so we kind of had like an umbrella where we wanted to capture as many as we could. And the reality is, they just live a normal, simple life. You know, at the end of the day, and these young young boys just, just glorify and look up to this. But they've got maybe a bit of dean in them. They've got something there that's basically you know pushing them towards maybe being a good Muslim, etc. Yeah. And then what we just did was we just made one voice louder and like the Islamic voice a little bit louder at times, and then the road life voice a little bit louder in his ear at more at yeah. just to show the actual struggle that they go through so to speak and then when the young people watch that they're like "Raw, that's my life
2: um, I think uh, the scenes within the film that the main character goes through that you really get to know his character and, and, and who he truly is you know there's this false you know image that he's trying to portray and, 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 and put across within the film but there's certain things that happen in his life in the film that you know brings him back to reality and, and you know we want we we, we Utilize at that that stage, I and mean, we've watched this scene millions of times. That you know, it 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 shows that it shows his reality his state of his heart. You know where he should be. Yeah. You know, although he's going through all of this hardship and problems that are happening and difficulties, and then that one moment, that one thing that makes him realize. You know, he turns back it's to the his creator. And, yeah. You know, and that pit, that scene there is my favorite, and I've said it to Shave yeah. so many times. Although it's not the scene that took the most you know effort, it was a scene that I think the actor really thrived in and, and, yeah. and it was amazing. amazing
0: yeah. I might be a bit cheeky here, but uh, can you give us a little bit more of a flavor of what this main character is about? Shrebe yes.
2: had yes. a really good uh, idea of his development throughout the, you know, so uh, I think Shrebe's But perfect, this so.
1: main character, obviously, we we wanted it to kind of, uh, we 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 had uh, kind of wide strokes when we were thinking about it. We were, it wasn't too, too refined as to him and his like, it, like exact ideology. We, it's a generic, general young Muslim in the UK sure. And a young Muslim in the UK Who's torn between two worlds mm-hmm. And two ideologies and two lifestyles On one side he's got his friends who are glorifying that life And they're taking the mic out of him and he's feeling left out And he wants to make money and he's struggling mm-hmm. with money On the other hand, you've got a, a quieter voice of a friend who's on Deen Etc, that maybe advises him every now and again, etc And this struggle between the two When he gets pulled more towards one right and then he realizes the consequences then it, f- it, it it just kind of flings him over into the other side oh, basically oh, oh. that's the best way i can kind of describe it without giving away too many spoilers yeah. but um let's just say the ending is not how
2: you would expect it to be yeah and a lot of us can relate to what was mm. going on and it was very emotional Subhanallah, yeah. especially some of the scenes when he was doing drugs and stuff like that and, and without giving too much away not doing drugs physically but <laughs> selling drugs drug. selling drugs um and there was this. we sat down after that filming that scene and one of the brothers he gave him amazing reminder and you just talked about the whole situation of this lifestyle and being involved in the you know the drugs and, and stuff like that and it made me just realize you know Subhanallah, this is so needed man you know yeah. the person who's acting in the film people are going through that right now at his age yeah 100 percent. right now Subhanallah. so we we're thinking you know if we can we can utilize this and and, and try our best and, and try and get it as best as possible you know Charlotte, we can benefit the people we want to benefit inshallah
0: so aside from the film and the story of the film uh, I want to talk about Criterion Studios because Criterion Studios has done something which is quite unique in the Muslim space, which is get this film to cinemas. Yeah, uh, And the reason I want to talk about that is because... Our- I want the people who are looking at this to feel inspired to see and understand how, uh, you know, an Islamic Institute, which is not big. It's a grassroots Institute. It's not funded by a huge body, but still managed to get their project into cinemas, which is a, quite a big deal. Um, so how did you go about all of that? You know, sort of getting the right marketing to target those specific people and get them in the seats. And, and how did you even uh, get get the cinemas on board
2: in the first place? Starting from the cinema, we me and Shade, we we never thought that we were ever yeah. gonna do it in the cinema. When we were filming this, we thought, Yeah, a couple of weeks' time, this is gonna be out on YouTube, people are gonna benefit, <laughs> it. we're gonna make another one. Yeah. Um, we soon realised that it's gonna be something bigger and then later on in the film we were like halfway through it, halfway through it. Um one of my close friends, uh Musa from Brixton, he's got a company called Resol, And I made a documentary for him and he put it out in in a, in a screen near him. Um and I was like, Bro, that is really good, man. That's that's like it's epic, like you know, your Muslim made documentary that's you know done in the right way and it's put out for people to see in the public. You know, maybe that maybe we can think about something. And then yeah. he spoke to me, and, and me and Shay before, by after, he was like, you know, you, you guys, you guys are making something that's never been done before. You guys should you know be proud of it, and even if it's not something that you're 100 percent happy with, you should still put it out there because this is this is groundbreaking. Um, me and Shabe sat down after, we were like, Shabe was, <laughs> was so. Good. <laughs> I was to Shrebe, like, Shrebe was shocked that like, we never thought about it in the first yeah. place. You know, yeah. we were like, why we, why have we not thought to do this? You know, yeah. Yeah. and we were like, you know what, let's do it, man.
0: You
1: know, how far in the journey was that? Halfway through the film. Yeah, that, that film. was basically yeah, halfway through. I'd say like when we we've had 15 film days, we had about nine, ten done, mm. yeah. and then we we had still about four, five days left to film, yeah. and we were thinking like, bro, this is actually becoming amazing. When we watched the film back on the on the timeline when we we're editing it, right. Just thinking, like what Did we make this? Did we many times me and Tim are looking at each other, bro, did we make this? Did yeah, we make I'm this? Shocked bro? Yeah? I'm shocked. Wow. And so and so the thing is you combine the visuals that Tim captured and then the uh, the, the the actors, the acting that they did, etc. The storyline with the sound and the visuals, everything on you're like, Well, this is actually something that we're actually proud of. And then yeah. this whole cinema idea, like, why haven't we tried it? Then obviously it was a bit of a struggle when we're trying to reach out and like big cinemas mm. are charging us like twenty-thirty thousand pounds, etc. Mm. So alhamdulillah, we managed to get it into uh one of the largest screens in the UK which is genesis uh cinemas in in, in whitechapel yeah. um and alhamdulillah like you know it's just it's it's been such an incredible journey and when we knew that it was going to be in cinemas yeah. we just accelerated our marketing and everything yeah. and the question about marketing how we're marketing to these people alhamdulillah we've um Brought on a marketing manager who's been a massive blessing for us in our That's organization. Brilliant. Allah, he's, he's he's been a great, great gem. He's worked with you know uh, other you know production you know other productions many many times before. And um, alhamdulillah, you know he's he's really come in and kind of nailed down exactly who we're going to target and how we're going to target them. Inshallah. And now we're just about to start our aggressive ad campaign as well. Inshallah, to kind of really target those young people.
2: Okay. I think an amazing amazing factor to this as well is, me and Sharabi were like, bro, how are we going to afford putting it in the cinemas? Like, how can we do it? So we thought, you know what? Let's put let's put some sponsorship um, packages together. Mm. Speak to some businesses, some people we know. And within a week, I was about a week. Yeah. Like we had about six, seven businesses, and they, they and and this is the this is the the blessing of of, of Islam. You know, we can when they can relate. We there are especially businesses that can relate to what we're trying to do. Yeah, Because yeah. it. it's very difficult to go to X, Y, and Z and say, you know, we're doing this, but mm. they they don't understand what we're trying yeah, to do. Yeah. So we, we specifically went to brothers we kn- who we know understand this lifestyle and the need for something for the youth and they just put their money down yeah. subhanallah and we've that's helped us a lot so you know we ask allah to accept it from them and to, um, to put um, on um, the scale of good deeds um, you know because um, yeah. it's been a massive help for us you know we've even had one brother who said you know what two grand i'm going to put it down and and it's helped us a lot you yeah. know and yeah. we mean Shay was shocked like subhanallah the love people have shown man is yeah. We can't thank them enough. We can't thank Allah enough as well, man. SubhanAllah. Like, because mm-hmm. it's, it's allowed us to, to do what we're trying to do and yeah. finish the film off as well.
0: Definitely. And uh, Shoaib, you've been involved in a lot of youth work within Masajid. Um, do you think there is a lesson that Masajid can take from the way that you guys have uh, marketed this to the young audience that you're trying to get to because yeah. you know sometimes with, with masjids when they do these youth programs they put out a poster and it says we want 13 to 18 olds to come down yeah. and we'll give you some food and then you find that only a few come and even out of those few uh, you know they don't really need to I mean Obviously, most people need to come to the masjid. Everybody needs to come to the masjid. But the youth uh, that, that you really want to target are the ones that are lost, that would like, not even be looking at this sort of masjid poster. Um, so do you think there's sort of a lesson that masjids can learn from the way that you guys have marketed this towards that right audience? Yeah, so ultimately speaking,
1: what has to happen? And this is a reality check that I guess as du'a we all have to really have to understand is that we need to live in the real world. And that's the most important thing Is that if you don't live in the real world And you live in your Islamic bubble all the time What ends up happening is You start isolating people and, I f- and one thing I feel very proud of Is the fact that Over the last few years I really understood that You know And you to relate to these young people You need to actually be on their level And you need to actually speak on their level And you need to actually You know You know For example Simple things such as As in just Approaching them in a good way And, and just and just Having a conversation With the people that aren't practicing For yeah. example And not judging them straight away You know what I mean If, they, if, they're, not, if they're not coming to the masjid If they don't have a beard Or whatever etc Not pulling them up on that And I feel this is the thing Where sometimes Muslims And Islamic institutes And organisations Massages Sometimes what they get wrong Is that they need everything To be clothed with Islam yeah. And if mm-hmm. it's not If it's not done like that Then the reality is Is that we don't want to hear it We don't want to smell it We don't want to look at it mm-hmm. So with this film If you look at the film poster If you look at the trailer If you look at everything You won't you won't look at it and be like oh it's 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 wrapped with the the coat of islam yeah. it's you look at that, right? And we were in Lewisham Masjid the other day with Imam Shaqilberg, right? And he showed it to the audience. All that young brothers were there, except they're like, "Oh, that's sick, bro. That's <laughs> sick, Oh my god, right?" And they were looking at them and they were talking about it. They're like, "You know, oh, this is this is this is amazing. Like, you know, we yeah. they, they can all relate to this." Mm-hmm. And so the thing is, is that if you take away that relatability and try sometimes be way too overly like force the kind of overt Islamic uh, like look, then what ends up happening is that you start isolating people. And I feel that's probably kind of like the overarching. Comparison that I can say with what we've done differently, as to what Masad maybe are missing the trick a little bit. If you want people to come through those doors that aren't already praying and practicing, you need to make sure that you stop stereotyping, stop stop mm. trying to force, force like you know uh, always an is like an Islamic look of everything. Sometimes it's just about simply speaking to the people and not judging them, allowing them to come through these doors and allowing them to change. And wallahi, I truly believe mm-hmm. that if people can more people can adopt that kind of mindset, I believe that we will have great change. You look at, for example, one example, Imam Shakil Beg, yeah. and how he has, you know, helped so many young people practice the deen. He's not on social media, he's nowhere. But you see him, well, we were there setting up for the for the for the uh, like we were giving a talk there, right? Yeah. All you see him just chat to all these youngsters, know them by name. And just just, just cut jokes with them, literally. And subhanAllah I was so inspired by that and I was like, Wow, this is amazing and it's it's so important to be able to relate to these young people as well, you know. Yeah.
2: I think it's just a matter of coming at them with open arms and yeah. and giving them something that they would want, you know, as opposed to saying, Oh, this is what it is and forcing it down their throat and saying, You need to take this yeah. you know. Having a film that they can look at and watch and be like, Yeah, this is this is cool, man, this is nice, this is you know, it's easy to watch, we can relate to it that's what I feel like they need. And I think maybe they can take an inspiration from in terms of relatability and something they'll enjoy. Maybe, you know, uh, for instance, you know, as, as it being a film, most people like watching a film, yeah. you yeah. know, so having that relatability and, and understanding of what they like is, is, is a key factor, I believe. So, yeah, that can be one of the factors. So
0: last question to both of you. What is the short-term aim of this film? And what is the long-term aim of this film? He wants to go first.
2: SubhanAllah. This is this subhanAllah. So the short term goal for this is to um put it out in the cinemas as much as possible. You know, if we can do it after Ramadan as well, we want to see how this goes, you know, see how everything goes, see if we can get the right numbers in the seats, um, you know, to, to, to try and get as many because seat- I feel like the film in the cinemas will be a completely different impact as it would in, in on YouTube or whatever. So yeah. we want to maximize that. Um and then put it out on out online for people across internationally um to rent as well to, to watch it and all the money we attain from that, you know, me and we are not taking a penny from it, we're gonna put it straight back into making more content, more films. Um and then we're gonna eventually put it out on YouTube for people to just watch unlimited, you know, and yeah. for it to be there constantly. That's about future goals, you know, me and Shreib, we've s- s- so many different goals yeah. together, you know, we've we've come up with so maybe Shreve can Give a beautiful insight that
1: Yeah so I I feel that In terms of the short term goals For this film mm. I say yeah As Tim mentioned Obviously get in cinemas If this screening goes great And goes well for us Then we Inshallah Look maybe after Ramadan To put some more out Yeah You know um, And then basically As as you mentioned Stream it Worldwide And then one of the most Unique things that we want To do with this film Is put it on YouTube As an evergreen video yeah. Because I feel that One of the things that Maybe some people Who are looking to make films Etc They miss the trick a little bit is, and we're probably giving away our game plan, but but the reality is is that I don't believe the da'wah should be fully privatized I, I personally personally believe that the da'wah should be accessible to all and if it's accessible to all, then people... what well, that's the ultimate aim behind it you make the money that goes back into the project and you see with us, Alhamdulillah, one thing that we, we're very proud of is that we haven't taken a penny from this whole project you know, anything money that comes in, it's all put back in to making it all work And the long-term vision of Criterion, I would say, is ultimately speaking to be the pioneer of Islamic films sure. in the West yeah. um, that, number one, come out in cinemas. But then ultimately speaking, you know, we want to have a library that people can view forever online, oh. because let's be honest, man, yeah. content nowadays, you know, Islamic content, if you're going to produce something great, have it, you know, privatize it for a bit, no problem. But then have is having it public is so important because we want people to continuously <laughs> share this, watch it, to be inspired and to hopefully make a change in people's lives long after we are gone. Do you get what yeah. I'm saying? That's the ultimate aim for us. and we don't see ourselves stopping anytime a soon. Good, a
2: good point to add to that as well, um, what me and Shreve spoke about is, is bringing people in and, and bringing as many content creators, filmmakers, whatever, in under the wing and taking them on that flight together, you know, in, in terms of making yeah. films together, just just develop, helping develop people. We had plans of taking this out to youth clubs, doing a tour with youth clubs yeah. with the film and going and showing them the film and talking to them after, even doing content workshops, you know, we help young people make films and stuff like that. So. Me and Shre, we've got a lot we've got a lot going on in our heads. We just need to get the film out there and after the film, you know, we've yeah. got a lot of a lot of plans in short yeah. life everything goes well, by the will of Allah. The, the, yeah.
1: There's a lot to there's a lot to do right now. Yeah. You mm. see it's like the home straight now. It's like, yeah. the, like sprint to the finish. So because we've got so many plans and ideas, like you know, we've just brought on a couple of admin staff as well right now just to manage our diaries because we're just so so heavily bogged down with appointments, meeting deadlines and stuff like that right now. So we're trying to finish this project. Yeah. And once this is done, then inshallah we can
0: just map out the next kind of five, ten years inshallah Because we've seen the traction that it actually has Okay, okay, amazing, amazing, subhanallah I'm really looking forward to it Absolutely. And uh, what? when is it out? What, what's the date? So it's going to be out on the 20th, Sunday 20th of February uh,
1: in London And Sunday 27th of February in Birmingham inshallah And people can purchase
0: their tickets at uh, criterionstudios.co.uk JazakAllah khair for watching and listening to this. Remember, you can find us on all the podcast streaming platforms and on our website and via our app. So if you really enjoyed this, please make sure that you share it around and we'll see you in the next one. As-salamu